everybody. This is Chuck Livingston, uh, co-host of the Hogcast, uh, America's favorite Arkansas Razorback uh, podcast. That's a statistic that I just made up on the spot. I don't know if it's true or it's not. I know it's certainly my favorite. And uh, the guy that's on the air with me today, I think, would also agree in that it is uh, his favorite. The guy on the air with me is uh, Colby Yarbrough. Colby. Uh, what's up, everyone? Yeah, I don't listen to any other podcasts, so it's, it's uh, by default it's the best podcast, Arkansas podcast there is. Yeah, well, we're not snobs or anything like that. That's not what we're really trying to do here. It's just uh, we're sort of looking at it, we're looking around, and uh, basically what happens is, uh, you know, just uh, it's just sort of an opinion deal, and you know, and that's just sort of what you do. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's certainly a good one. It'd be in the in contention for uh, uh, certainly being contention for um, for um, the best ever, and uh, just being in the conversation is a real honor. Uh, today's a real dark day here at uh, Hogcast HQ. That's headquarters for you not in the know. Um, if, as assuming you haven't been on Twitter or the Internet in the last two or three days, uh, uh, Arkansas's two best offensive players, um, uh, Bobby Portis and Michael Qualls, have each uh, thrown their names into the hat for the NBA uh, draft. They're definitely going to be playing professionally the next year, whether they're in the, in the NBA or not. They, whatever happens, it will certainly not be – at Arkansas, uh, and now here to discuss what this means to Arkansas's prospects in the 2015-2016 season and beyond, we're going to bring Colby on. Colby, uh, what do you got? Yeah, it's going to be a, definitely a challenge. You know, you have Jimmy Wed and uh, Ted Capita coming in, but, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if they're really, imp- you know, they're, they're going to play, they'd probably start it regardless, but I don't know if they're that type of impact player to, you know, make up the difference. Um, and I know Arkansas is on a couple players, and hopefully they can, they can add another JUCO player, someone can make an incident impact. Uh, hopefully, they don't, you know, Coach Anderson don't go out and just, you know, kind of reach on a player and maybe save a, you know, a spot for next year and then kind of just, uh, you know, get a better player next year. But I think this team, with, with them two gone, I mean, you're going to basically do it by committee with the players versus because you're not going to have two, you're not going to bring in two players that are going to replace Qualls or Portis. So, you know, you might need some more minutes from uh, a Keaton Miles, you know, if he can get like four to six a game. Uh, uh, you know, Beard to step up his game and add, add a couple more points, and then you know need Moses King, Kingsley and uh, Jacory Williams to make up some uh, points as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, here's the biggest thing: the the two are um the the the, the two guys they're proven commodities. Okay, um, n- number one, you know, you know what you're getting with them, and you know, in Qualls, his the improvement he's shown since he's been on campus, um you know, has been enormous, and same for uh, Bobby Portis, uh, you know, so you, you never want to, uh, I mean, that's not good at all, um, you know, and then on top of that, losing them both in the same offseason when they're both underclassmen and um, and supposed to um, supposed to be back this year is also frustrating, especially after such a big year, you know, so now it's almost, I mean, you're almost back to you're almost back to step one, I guess, you know, and uh, now, you're, now, now you're counting on a lot of um, um, on a lot of unknowns next year, and you know, it's, it would be nice to have one of them at least. And you know, part selfishly, I would rather if it was Portis, but you know, either one of them would have been fine. Um, you know, but basically, yeah, it's um, it it got real in a hurry for us, and uh, basically, um, it just uh, I don't know. I mean, now it's gonna sort, you know, it, it it's gonna be a challenge to return to the NCAA tournament. I would think the SEC seems to be getting better with better coaches and more uh. You know, and more uh, players coming back. I see basketball maybe on its way back, and now Arkansas is losing its two best players. And then, you know, you also got Kai Madden, who's graduating. You know, so it's just, it's a, it's a frustrating thing. Now, Colby, you thought one would come back. I, I actually predicted that uh, they, were, they, were, I predicted they were both. I actually forgot what I would, what I would say. I think you said both would go. Um, actually, at first yeah. I predicted uh, that they would both stay, and then kind of as it went on uh, through the text, uh, you know, I said I think one would stay, and I thought it would be Qualls. Uh, just seemed like more that, you know, this went on, um, that, you know, something, you know, wasn't right, you know, after the banquet that when they both, or neither one of them announced. Right. That they were going to come on because that, you know, seemed like a perfect opportunity. B.J. Young announced a couple of years ago he was coming back at the banquet, and then you, you don't hear anything there. You know, I knew at least one was probably gone, and then um, – and then I know at the press conference with Bobby or Bobby Portis when he announced, someone asked him, Mike Anderson, about Qualls, and Bobby Portis kind of put his head down, and I kind of started thinking something's up with Qualls too. So, mm. but you know, yeah. You know, on top of that, yeah. All right. So here's my question: Do you believe that 
when one of them decided to go, um, that the other one, that that the other one would go, or do you think that maybe you know they both decided to go independently because they did? It didn't. Well, it was less than two days that they declared from each other, right? Yeah, but uh, Portis said he had made his decision last Tuesday, and so I don't know. Um, I, I imagine both of them's probably had known what they're going to do for about a week or two. I know Qualls had some kind of tweet today. He said I can't remember what it said. It seemed like he was kind of uh, going back and forth with some decisions. So, um, you know, I don't know if when he made his decision, but I almost bet they kind of they knew both of them were going to go for probably a little a few days at least, and they kind of wanted to get them there each day. You know, Bobby Portis announced yesterday, and then Qualls announced today. Yeah, it's just uh, and again, you know. Uh, who is uh you know far be it for me to tell anybody to not go make money because you know again they both guys are uh you know they're gonna have a career somewhere whether it be the nba or the d league or overseas or something like that um and uh you know good luck to them of course you know they they've had a lot to do with the success of this year and you know the direction of the program i mean here's the so so here's the question and i already know my answer um do you feel like the um I mean, I still feel like personally, uh, the direction is uh, the direction of the program is still moving forward. I I, I feel that way, uh, despite what's going on right now. You know, we may take a step back. We'll de- we'll probably definitely uh, take a step back next year, short term. But long term, I feel like we're still in the right direction. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that those two guys were kind of the glue holding everything together last year? What do you think? Absolutely, I think it's still going the right direction. It's definitely going to be a step backwards. I don't think we're going to, you know, predict a Sweet 16 finish like we did this year. You know, the possibility. But um, you know, basketball is just so different than you know any other sport. You lose one or two players, it could totally change your team. Yes. You see, uh, Kentucky's losing uh, seven, maybe eight players from this year's team. Of course, they're going to bring in about seven or eight freshmen. They're going to play right away, but it's still not going to be the same team. Duke is going to lose a lot of their players. They're not going to be the same team they were this year. They'll be really good. So, and Arkansas is just a team that's not really loaded with NBA potential. And so you lose, you know, your two players that are, you know, it's definitely going to make a change. But, you know, I don't know how – I've seen on a message board where, you know, Tom Izzo made the comment one time. He said it's almost – he said he thinks it's better for recruiting if you have a player that's a lottery pick versus making the Final Four. So you got to kind of look at this in a positive way. Like you can kind of sell – you know, I think people kind of knock Coach Anderson that, you know, he couldn't develop a player. He couldn't develop a big guy, and he's done that with – Portis, you know, developed a big guy and a guy that's probably going to be a, a borderline lottery pick. So um, the best thing he can do now is he might not can get anybody off a player this year from, you know, Bobby Portis getting drafted or possibly Michael Qualls getting drafted, but you can kind of sell that going forward. You know, so maybe a Malik Monk or some other player saying, hey, you can come to Arkansas and you can still play in the NBA. Yeah, I agree 100. percent You know, uh, you know Bobby Portis. Uh, there's a difference between the, the, those two guys. Uh, Bobby Portis is a guy that ever, was on everybody's radar when he got when he came to Arkansas. It was really a big deal when he committed. Uh, and 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 Qualls was sought after as well. But you know, Portis, McDonald's All American. You know, uh, won a couple of state titles in high school in Arkansas. You know, six eleven. He's a big. Uh, you know, so everybody knew, sort of assumed. Um, that uh that Bobby was headed for great things at the University of Arkansas and afterwards uh but, you know Qualls he's a real success story for the people that say that that Anderson can't uh you know develop players or you know Anderson's not good with guard or, or whatever the 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 knock is um you know that's not really you can't really say that when you consider a guy like a a guy like Michael Qualls so yeah I'm with you I think that's a really good thing uh and he again this system was sort of you know sort of tailor-made for him and his, you know, high-flying athleticism, able to shoot the ball. You know, he's a um, – you know, I, I wish him the best. I, You know, he's um, – in a perfect world, they both would have come back and, you know, we would have a chance to, um, you know, run it back next year. But it's it's just one of those deals where, uh, you know, uh, it's just not to be right now. But you, you brought up Malik Monk. Um, you know, it's it, – it, he's going to be a senior next year. So you, you, you almost have to consider it. You know, you have to consider everything – uh, how does this affect Arkansas's pursuit of Malik Monk? Uh, do you think? Yeah, I think it can only help. You know, and first of all, the team's really cl- close. You know, he plays with them, pickup games. He's, you know, the whole team 
went and watched one of his uh, high school games this year. Um, he knows all the players really well, and, and, and poor this evening is uh, when he declared, or the press conference after he declared, he said, you know, I, I stepped it up kind of a notch when I played Arkansas to show players like Malik Monk that you can still come to Arkansas and, you know, uh, have a career in the NBA. So, you know, I think it only helps, you know, because I'm sure other teams, if, you know, Arkansas didn't have a player or Mike Anderson hadn't had many players go to the NBA, that, you know, they're going to use that against, you know, Arkansas and recruiting. Yeah, of course. You know, again, recruiting is just one of those things that anything you can do to get a leg up, you're going to take, uh, as you should. Um, you know, but Bobby, you know, he's, uh, I mean, I will always remember the Portis uh, Qualls era fondly because they they really sort of brought us back. You know, they took a lot of pride in in restoring the program to um, to what it used to be. You know, I wish again, I I, I so wish they had hung around. Uh, w- w- you know, w- w- one more one more year and ran it back and just see what happened. But um, I, you know, they got probably the best. What I assume is the best possible. Um, uh, advice. They went to the draft committee board. They all they, they, they discussed their draft stock and things like that, and they decided that those were two guys that uh, definitely, um, you know, worthy of you know in, going to the NBA draft. Now, you know, Qualls, and I hadn't considered this until Logan told us one day. You know, Qualls is a guy that would you know appeal to playing overseas if nothing works out with the NBA. Now, you know, we've seen Qualls how you know however many times over the past you know three years and we know what he's capable of and you know I, I love him because he's athletic and he can shoot and he can handle and you know he's a, he's you know he's a high flyer and all this stuff but um even if he doesn't make it in the NBA that sort of style of play is really attractive to teams overseas um you know I don't know if that's his uh, destiny or not we'll find out but um you know um it'll sort of be interesting uh do you think Qualls gets drafted uh, I do not. I think it'll, you know, if he does, it'll be late second round, but he's a type of player. He's got, you know, great worth it, work ethic, and, you know, I think he can eventually find himself there. You know, I hope I hope I'm wrong about that, you know, but I just don't think he – there's so many guards coming out this year. you got the Harrison twins. I mean, one of the Harrison twins is he isn't even projected to be drafted this year. So, oh, wow. You know, so, I, you know, I'm not sure he will get drafted. I hope so. But you, you can just never fault anybody for, especially Portis, uh, you know, leaving early for, you know, uh, to better themselves. And Portis, the only wait, reason he really had to come back is just, you know, to kind of help build Arkansas. But, I mean, when you're a borderline, if you're a first-round pick, you really almost have to go. Yeah, because, I mean, here's the thing. And this is the other thing I didn't consider either. It's You know, everybody looks at that first contract, right? Like, oh, man, you know, he's not he, – I don't think Portis will be a lottery pick. I think that's really early, and I think he, you know, he. There are definite weaknesses in his game right now, and I'm not saying he should have come back. I think that I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think he's such a sure thing. He's a first round pick. Uh, no, I mean, no matter what. He, I mean, I. Uh, and I was telling you guys yesterday in the group message, for the, the, there are two reasons that I like, uh, that I agree with him going this year. Uh, number one. I don't think he's a lottery pick, but that's not the end of the world. Uh, the difference in the money is, you know, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe even a million dollars, depending on how late in the first round he goes. Uh, but number two, um, I think now, you know, he'll go in the middle, in the mid-teens to the early 20s, and that'll get him in with a playoff team. Like, And that's a good situation for him to go in, sort of contribute, not have to feel the pressure of, of carrying the franchise early on. You know what I mean? Exactly. And in that second contract, just like in football, I mean, that's where you really make your money. So it, and, it's almost and, getting a year. Go ahead and get that year out of the way because, I mean, your body's only got so many years it can, you know, sustain, and, you know, that uh, the beating you take. And and that was my next point. Now he's another year ahead of the second contract. So, you know, at least I, I, I feel like Bobby works too hard. He's too good a ball player to, I don't want to say fail, but he – I think he'll certainly bounce around the league and play at least four years. So that's uh, that's his two years that he's guaranteed and then the other two option years with whatever team it is. And that's probably going to be worth, you know, four and a half, five million dollars, you know, maybe even six million, just depending on where it goes. It's all slotted. All right, so that's a lot of money anyway. All right, well, let's say that, you know, he does impress and he gets a three-year, $18 million contract from somebody after he's uh, after his rookie deal's up. Well, I mean, now you've tripled your money up, and now, you know, instead of waiting another year at Arkansas, where you're not being paid. And again, it's not all about money, but that's serious money. That's not just like that's not a drop in the bucket. That's life changing money. Exactly. I mean, it's like somebody, you know, when we were in college, somebody coming saying, "Hey, you know, 
we're, we're going to offer you what you'd basically make when you got out of college, you know, doing the same thing you're majoring in, but, you know, you don't finish college and get a degree. I mean, you're definitely going to hop out and do it, you know. And, but we're talking about millions of dollars versus, you know, uh, thousands. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Like, and, you know, and even for Michael, you know, I, I didn't realize until the season was even over that, that Michael had a son. And, uh, you know, obviously family is the most important thing. And, uh, again, um, sort of as we're talking about, Michael's probably, what, 21, 22? Um, you know, so he's he's only – you know, there's only so many years you can, you know, play basketball and make a living doing it, you know. So it it's better to make that money on the front end than to wait around. And, you know, like I said, as a fan – and here's the thing that I, that I – you know, because I remember when Corliss Williamson announced very well. It was a couple weeks after the UCLA loss in 95 and – um Probably was maybe even a month after, but um, but I remember I was like, man, I can't believe he's leaving. But now, as as an adult with bills and stuff like that, I understand completely. I mean, you know, it, it you have to make a responsible decision. Yeah, they'd probably love to hoop another year at Arkansas and call the Hogs and all that stuff, but you know, it's it's not going to be profitable. Number one and number two, you know, you don't know what the future holds. I mean, that you know, they, I mean, you know, injuries the the one thing, but what if they have a bad year? What if you know, just – I mean, you never know. Like, like you know what the draft looks like this year. And if Michael feels like he got the best uh, the best advice, then, you know, my hat's off to him. And, again, I just I just thank him for – because I know they're listening to the show. Um, <laughs> I, I just thank him for being Razorbacks and, you know, and for all the – you know, Michael Qualls will have uh, – will always have uh, – always have the, um, the, the Kentucky dunk and – the 30 points you scored against Alabama this year in the overtime game and, um, you know, the, the, the great tournament run. And, you know, and Bobby, you know, you'd, Bobby really for in a lot of ways is the guy that sort of put his back on the map uh, for all intents and purposes. If you really think about it, I mean, he, you know, he committed here, uh, always wanted to be a Razorback, and he, he showed that, yeah, as a big, uh, you know, as a big high school recruit, you can go to Arkansas and get somewhere else. And, um, you know, uh so that's that's sort of interesting, and uh, I just you know I, I remember the good times, and man, I just wish you know I hope Michael gets drafted, I hope Bobby gets drafted and does well, and I hope you know shoot maybe they'll even end up on the same team. I don't know that, that wouldn't that be something? You never know. And Jay Wright and uh, Childs got drafted in the same team. Of course, things didn't work out for Childs, but you know that was pretty neat. They they all got drafted, but Qualls actually got 13 hours left, and I know people are saying that's a big reason why he might come back. With 13 hours, you can come back anytime yeah. and get that, or do it online. And so, you know, um, yeah, you just can't. You almost just can't turn down. I know if I was in that situation, you know, it'd be hard for me to turn down any set of money, even if it was overseas, making you know six figures. Especially playing basketball, which he loves to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I mean, see, again, th- that's sort of the biggest thing. And they've, um, again, it just leaves the team a little short stack now. Uh, assuming there are no surprises, um, sort of left, a, you know, I mean, oh, also in related news, Kevon Allen went ahead and made it official today and signed with Florida. So any Razorback fans that uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, any Razorback fans that are holding out hope for the Kevon Allen era at Arkansas, uh, uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, Unless a lot of things, um, you know, fall into place. Uh, did, did that news surprise you at all, or was it just? I mean, we all knew it was coming, and yeah, we just hadn't signed yet. Yeah, not at all. It didn't surprise me. I honestly thought if uh, you know, even Billy Dahman went somewhere else, I think he'd ended up, you know, somewhere else as Arkansas, maybe Tennessee or or Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I uh, of course I say this, you know, if if my if Michael Claus had left, and we got Kevon Allen, I mean that's that would have been about a wash. I mean, Kevon Allen is a, he's some kind of player and, um, you know, he would have, what he lacked in, in experience, he'd make up for in a lot of skill, but, um, Hey, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So now, uh, you know, they, uh, you said that we got a couple of, uh, Oh no, that was football. Never mind. They've, um, but they're, um, anyway, so what, so what do you see the Razorbacks doing next year? It's, I know it's way too early to be talking about it. We haven't seen who's going to be good from the recruiting class, but knowing what we know now, um, what, what, what do you see next year for the Hogs? You know, I can see us getting back to about 20 wins and kind of being in the middle of the pack that you see, maybe uh, maybe making the NIT, maybe a, uh, maybe sneaking into the NCAA tournament. It just, mm. You know, the, the thing about this team this year is, you know, it's a little different from Mike Anderson's teams. Usually they're really good at defense, you know, don't turn the ball very much. And it seemed like this team, this team wasn't really good at defense. They just kind of uh, beat people just 
out, you know, there's a better offensive team and really didn't, you know, they've got a lot of tournaments sometimes if they just wasn't that great of a defensive team. And I think next year, you know, with Moses Kingsley, he's a better defender, so maybe, you know, you have more points off defense next year. Um, and then it's kind of, you know, um, you know, you got seven, eight players contributing and more, a little deeper team next year, if that makes sense. Yeah, here's the situation where I really wish Nick Babb had stuck it out. Um, you know, he got some more burn at the end of the season. Um, looked pretty good. You know, I think we're all kind of interested in him when he uh, committed to the Razorbacks. And then, uh, you know, of course, during the offseason, he announced that he's now going to go to uh, Iowa State. But he's a guy that, man, I, he really could have helped, you know, fill sort of the void left by, by Qualls. But now they're they're both gone, you know, so it's sort of uh, sort of interesting. Of course, you know, Jimmy Witt, we've all seen the stat line. I mean, is he still averaging 30 points a game in high school? Yeah, 30 to 40, I think. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so that's 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 a plus. But you know, it's just uh, it's just interesting. Yeah, I, I wish now, you know, I, I wish that Nick would have uh, would have stuck it out. But uh, again, you know, it, just one of those things where you have to, um, you know, you got to make your own decisions. And again, I certainly understand that and understand all of it. But there are a lot of question marks. See, I, I'm not quite as optimistic as you are. Because now I'm not sure who's going to score for us. Um, well, if you look at uh, Mike Harrison's first year, I mean, they won like 18, and they really, I know they had like B.J. Young and Powell in the second year, you know, um, or whatnot. But, you know, I think uh, next year's team will be deeper than that team. So I think a similar type, you know, uh, finish like they had this year. Or, I mean, not this year, but uh, with B.J. Young and uh, Powell. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Just like, I mean, Anthony Bell, he, you know, he's, he's obviously gotten a lot of um, – you know, gotten a lot of uh, opportunities to, to start and play, but um, there's going to be a lot of. I mean, I, I feel com- I feel comfortable with Moses Kingsley playing a lot because uh, I do like his you know defensive you know effort and hustle and things like that. Uh, I just you know now you're looking you know Capita and Trey Thompson will be getting the other minutes left, and uh, Trey didn't see the floor a lot this year. I know Mike Anderson said all the right things after the season, um, said that he was really coming along. Um, um, and that's encouraging because he was a great player in high school. But, um, you know, if he's not ready and Capita, you know, is just a freshman, um, then he's um, – I mean, it, it just – I don't know. It just – I would so take an NIT bid next year, but it just looks like the conference, man. The conference may swallow us whole, I'm afraid. Yeah, hopefully that, you know, the real void is now with Bab leaving in Qualls. They really kind of got avoided like a small forward uh, position. Um, right. You know, even even if Kevon Allen came, you know, he's a, you know, more of a shooting guard, you know, at 6'2". And that'd be, you know, unless Arkansas should play really small next year, it's going to be tough, you know, to, you know, unless I move Ja'Cory to the three and he really, he's not, he's not really a good, you know, a three. He can't really play the three well, I don't think. You know, he's more of a, a four in, in uh, Arkansas system. Yeah, I think so too. You know, sort of a stretch four, athletic four. You know, maybe I mean certainly tall and has the length, but not really a maybe the bulk. You're saying like sort mm-hmm. of a sort of a tweener. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, it'll be there, there'll be some interesting lineups next year. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, the other problem is, you know, we're not really sure who's going to. Um, um, you know, we we didn't do so great on the boards last year, and we had. Uh, you know, Qualls and Portis. Now they're both gone. I, man, it's gonna be interesting, man. Like, um, Capita is a really good rebounder, so you know, I, I think with uh, Kingsley coming in, maybe the team can you know be a better rebounding team this year and be better defensively. That's my, what I'm thinking right now. Of course, it could all change after you know uh, you kind of see who you get, you know, how you fill this recruiting class, and you know if you see some you know early games. Right, yeah, and again, a lot can happen between now and then, and, you know, we, we might even switch it up a little bit and play a, I don't know, we can almost play like a warrior style or, you know, something like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of get up and down quicker and, you know, shoot the ball, and, you know, I mean, it, you know, sometimes you do have to adjust to the talent that you've got on the team instead of just doing what you do. I mean, obviously, it's nice to, it's nice to you know, say we're, we're going to play Mike Anderson basketball, but it, it'll just be interesting now, you know, to sort of see how those shots get redistributed too. I mean, I mean, how, how many shots on average would you say that that Bobby and, and Michael put up uh, per game, like th- th- just this past season? I mean, 30 yeah. shots? Yeah. Uh, on average, you know, so how you redistribute those shots I think will be interesting. Like, you know, who gets, 
you know, I mean, Anton, but Anton will get some, you know, Trey may get some, and, you know, Anton Beard, I expect will continue to improve. Um, but man, other than that, it, it's sort of, you know, you don't really have that post up threat, you know, like, like you knew last year, we even kind of got upset, but like, you could always get the ball to Portis and something good would happen because he was a pretty good passer and he could also score and uh, even shoot free throws well. You know, now you don't really have that go-to guy. Um, you know, last year you had two really for most of the season and certainly one with Portis. So um, it's interesting. It, it's just it's just a dark day. It's weird that they sort of came in the in the, the same week too. And I guess, you know, the, I guess it was always going to sort of come in the same week. But, um, but it was uh, – it, just, it sort of got real in a hurry because I kind of was of the opinion that um, the later it got into the process, the more likely they were to stay. Did, would you agree with that? Yeah, kind of at first, and then um, you know some things started coming out, and uh, you know there's, I mean, there's all kinds of rumors each way, but then I, did, I don't know, I just start getting that feeling. I guess, um, I guess early is probably late last week that you know one of them might not return. Right. You know. So it's just you know I don't know. It's just. It is disappointing, but I mean they. Uh, but I agree with you. We are. I, I feel like we got the right coach in place, and I feel like despite losing those two stars, you know, you have to replace them. They, they were never going to be here forever. So, um, you know, uh, I'll say this: get, getting a guy like Malik Monk to commit would be a nice, uh, would be a nice, um, you know, circle the wagons and have him back. And he's teaming up with Anton Beard and. You know Ted Capita and Jimmy Witt. That's actually a there's actually a pretty explosive lineup if you think about it, right? Yeah, that's um you know four players, uh, four star better. You know then you're starting lineup. And uh, you know and again now you've sort of you yeah. had it you had this down. Well, it's, and that again you don't know what's going to happen. Basketball is a funny game. I mean, once you kind of fall in and you know guys start buying in and stuff like that, you don't know what's going to happen. We, we we could you know so, sort of surpass. Yeah, you know, everybody thought that. You know, Butler, for example, would be done when Gordon Hayward left and they went back to the title game, you know. So there there are a thousand examples of, you know, guys that you can, you know, you can point to and say, well, you know, they should have been done, but they weren't. So um, still excited. Still, I'm still excited. You know, always good to be a Razorback fan and just uh, this is a temporary downer. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully some um, some good things happen. Looking forward to next year. Um, now you actually had an interview with, uh, with, uh, TJ Hammonds and we're about to play that, um, I guess right now. Yeah. Today, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had, uh, any, uh, recruit guests on, but today we're joined by TJ Hammonds out of, uh, uh Joe T. Robinson. Hey, TJ, uh, thanks for coming on. How's things going? Uh, things are going great. You know, I've just been, uh, just working hard and just trying to succeed. That's it. I hear you there. I know things have really kind of picked up for you here lately. I know um, since January with all these offers, um, um, hasn't it? Uh, yes, sir, it has. You know, um, things have been kind of clicking. And, you know, after my first SEC offer, you know, things just started, like, coming after and after. So it's just been going back and forth. And it, it got slow a little bit now, but I think it's just because, it's like, spring games and stuff like that, spring practices. But it picked back up soon. You know, it looks besides Arkansas, you have offers from uh, you know, TCU, Oklahoma State, Arizona, Arkansas State, and you know, I, I know I've seen an article where South Carolina was showing you a lot of interest lately. Yes, sir. Is that kind of? I know you said it kind of slowed down, but when all of them offers started coming in, because I know I think it was like January, February, they all started coming in like once. How, how did things change for you then? Uh, things changed a lot. You know, um, my mentality. You know, I just been staying focused and. You know, talking to a lot of coaches, you know, uh, coaches used to be hitting me up, wanted me to come visit, and, you know, i just been been kind of busy lately. So, you know, i just been trying to fit fit schools in and in. So, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes. But, you know, just got to fit with the schools in whenever you can. Exactly. You know, I, I wasn't an athlete. You know, I played basketball, but, you know, definitely wasn't recruited or anything. But I imagine, you know, trying to uh, balance all that and with school exactly. and everything has got to be tough. So, um, you know, okay. I watched your highlight video, and I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Joe Adams, and I know you play a little bit of running back and receiver. Um, as far as the feedback you're hearing from coaches, uh, do they say what position they prefer you to play, or is it just kind of when you get on campus, uh, you'll go from there? Um, you know, um, that's one thing, like, I try to focus about because, you know, I, um, you know, um, like, sometimes, like, 
you know, have schools, like some schools want me to play running back, some want me to play wide receiver, some want me to just to come and, like, get a fit for both of them and see which one I fit better in. You know, and that's one thing about me. You know, I like both positions. I think it's like half to half. And so, you know, when I go, wherever I go, it's going to be a, a great fit where I want to go. So, I mean, I just it, it depends on the offense uh, first. But other than that, you know, things got to click where what position I go. Yeah, that was actually my my next question. I was going to ask if you preferred any position, but you you said you you don't carry the way. You know, you like both of them. So, and uh, yes, th- that's why I said you kind of remind me of Joe Adams. Just you, you're really quick and and whatnot. And I seen where you you took a couple handoffs, and I remember Joe Adams even played a, I think he had like a 90 yard run one time at Arkansas at the running back position, a little toss play. So, you know, I've definitely yes, seen sir. that. So, um, uh, t- speaking of Arkansas, I guess Barry Lunny is your your lead recruiter, right? Yes, sir. He is. Uh, be, and what is Arkansas? Are they telling you what they want or want you to play? Or, um, you know, when I went up there, uh, when I went on my visit, and I was talking to Coach Enos, you know, when I, I sat down with him and he showed me a couple of films, like how they're going to use me and stuff. You know, he just wanted me. To, he said if I come in, he just wanted me to come in and try running back and try wide receiver. He that's the one of the schools that want me to try at both positions and see where I fit in the best at. And that can be a good thing, you know, if um, a playmaker such as yourself, you know, you just want to get the ball. So, I mean, you know, they might can put you in a running back and receiver. You can play a little bit of both. Um, right. Besides uh, uh, Barry Lonnie and Coach Enos, is there any – are you talking, I guess, to Coach Singleton and, and my Coach uh, Smith? Oh, uh, yes, yes, sir. You know, I'm talking to Coach Abilema and Coach Singleton and, and Coach Smith also. You know, um, I text him on Twitter from time to time. I, uh, I just got off the phone with uh, Coach Singleton. You know, we were just – talking and talking about um how we're gonna like how I'm gonna come up this weekend. Mm-hmm. He was the person I was talking to and he wanted me to come up this weekend so you know that's why I'm coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want him to meet my parents and stuff so because they never met my parents so I'm gonna bring them up there so they can meet them. That's awesome. I know that that's, uh, you know you're definitely you want your parents to meet the coaches and, and, and see the school as well. I know some of the you know other schools like Florida sometimes their parents aren't able to, to come visit. I know that's got to be tough uh, uh, right. for a parent you know. Um, I know you spoke about Coach Enos. Um, what do you think of him? I know the fans are kind of curious. We haven't, uh, you know, he hasn't coached a season here yet, but, you know, he's had great success elsewhere. Um, I think he's a great man. Uh, you know, I, I like him as a coach. He, he's a great person. You know, he, I, I got a good connection with him, and I think he's going to bring a lot to the table at Arkansas, and, I, uh, and I'm, 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 I believe in him. Uh, I mean, what do you all like about Arkansas? I like what I like about Arkansas. You know, I love I love the coaches. You know, in there, and like how they succeed with the team and how they all focus on the team and their commitment. You know, and I love the team. Uh, I talked to some of the players there. You know, they got they're they're great players. You know, they all ride for each other, and I love I just love the facility. The facility is everything that some uh, a high school player or a player that's going to college. Would dream about and love the atmosphere there. Are you going to attend? I know you're attending this week. Are you going to attend the spring game too? Or exactly? Yes, sir. I will be. I will okay. be there. Good deal. Good deal. I'm going to try to make it up too. Uh, I know it's. Uh, I live a little. I live in Bryant, just a little south of uh, Little Rock, so I know it's a little little haul. But I'm going to try to make it up there as well. Um, um, speaking of the 2016 class, uh, um, there's some other great players. You, uh, you know, any other players like Demaria or Crockett or uh, McTelvin? Uh, yes, sir, I do. I talked to Jordan Jones from time to time. I okay. just got done texting on him and McTelvin, and also I just got off the phone with Demaria. He was just telling me how you know he likes Arkansas, and you know if Arthur came, it'd be a great it'd be a great experience for him. That's great. I know. Uh, I bet Jordan Jones. I know he's probably in your ear about about Arkansas as well. So, yes, sir. He is. <laughs> he is. He just be like, commit to Arkansas, man. Come <laughs> You know we need you. We'll be there dude, 2016 all day. So, yeah, uh, I know. I think I read where Alabama came and offered him, and and he was going to visit, but he said no. He was all, you know, uh, Arkansas. So I know the fans. We we definitely love that. So yes, sir. Uh, Speaking of some other schools, who are some other schools that you're really interested in or are really liking? Um, so far, you know, uh, I've been talking to TCU. I like them a lot. Uh, when I went on my visit, I really didn't get to see much because it was like an off day. But um, I love the facility, the football field, uh, the team, and I haven't really, I haven't been to one of the games yet. So 
hoping to go to one of the games and see how everything goes out there. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess you probably are just going to wait more till later summer until you're able to visit, you know, take some official visits for you, kind of narrow down who you, your uh, list or whatnot or this are going to commit? Um. I'm thinking about like sometime during football season. I'm gonna start, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna start taking my social visits, and because you know, I I never been to like some of these teams that offer me. I never been there before, so you know, I just wanna go experience a little bit of that and see what they what they can offer, and you know, it just and then I narrow it down to the top five schools. Uh, I, I know it's it's kind of summertime, and so I, you know, do you have any other hobbies or any sports you play besides football? Or are you just kind of just concentrating football uh, twelve months out of the year? Uh, no, sir. I play uh, basketball and I run track, so you know, I just try to stay active as I can. Yeah, that's the way way to do it. I, I, I know sometimes during the summer it's easy to when school's out, you know, to kind of uh, get involved in some other stuff. Or you know, I played baseball too, so um, you know, it's definitely nice to have something you can kind of go out and do and, and stay active. So. Right. You know, I used to play baseball myself, you know, but uh, I stopped playing around in the ninth grade. I can't hit the ball, so, you know, <laughs> I can't hit the ball at all. So I just stopped I stopped playing. I, I quit. But, you I, know, I, I just... I was saying I quit about the ninth grade, too. It just um, it was just kind of boring to me. Yeah. I can't sit at a baseball game also. You know, it, it gets boring. I just be like, oh, okay, somebody going to get something interesting or, you know... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just try to, like, stay active as I can until, like, football season started again because I hate waiting for this football season to start. It takes so long. So, you know, I just try to, like, wait it out by playing other sports. And, you know, spring spring football starts next month for us. So, you know, I'm looking forward for that. Well, I know we're about out of time, but, hey, TJ, I really appreciate you coming on for this interview. And I definitely uh, wish you luck throughout the rest of your recruitment and your, your senior year. And we'd love to have you back on sometime, you know, maybe when you're closer to a decision or whatnot, or you kind of narrow down. Yes, your sir. Search. Sounds great. Hey, Sounds thanks. great. Thanks, TJ. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. That was TJ Hammonds as interviewed by the great Colby Yarbrough. Uh, Colby, what did you think about TJ? Uh, just you know, it seems like everybody we talk to, um, you know, these guys, the Arkansas recruiters, you know, um, you know, just it seems you know they're just really good, well-spoken kids, and you know, really enjoy uh, speaking with them. And of course, TJ actually um, on the interview, he was talking about, you know, he's going to wait a little bit to make his decision. Yeah. And ended up committing to Arkansas over the weekend, so that was great news. Uh, you know, big-time player is really starting. He got a Georgia offer. He has a Vandy offer, and he's really starting to, I think, South Carolina showing interest. TCU offered him, and so he has a bunch of big offers. Reminds me a little bit of a, a Joe Adams um, can do everything, and Arkansas is actually going to uh, look at him and play wide receiver and running back. They're going to still get him on campus and then go from there. He's actually talked to uh, Coach Singleton and uh, Coach Michael Smith. Yeah, we actually – we've been bringing quite a bit of news on this pod the uh, the last couple of weeks. I mean, you think back to uh... – Couple weeks ago, when Logan realized that we had offered a a guard uh, while we we're on the air, uh, and now you interview TJ, what like two days before he committed mm-hmm. uh, to the University of Arkansas. I mean, there's just uh, we're really stepping it up over here. I mean, I feel like we're sort of like um, like a more reliable ESPN. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Uh, just, say a, so. j- just an Arkansas centric ESPN. So maybe we're you know EASPN. <laughs> um, and, and also, uh, Briston uh, Gudry. I don't. I'm. I'm pretty sure I butchered his last name, but Gidry. Uh, Gidry. Yeah, he uh, committed out of a uh, Archbishop in Louisiana. Um, defensive tackle. Um, had four star had offers from LSU, Alabama, A and M, Mississippi State, and quite a few other schools. But um, to go in Louisiana and get a get a guy out of Louisiana that had LSU offer just don't happen very often for any school, you know, especially Arkansas. So that was nice to get. And I think uh, Bishop uh, Harper or, um, yeah, Bishop Harper has kind of become, you know, I think a place for Arkansas, like a little pipeline for them. They've got a couple players from there, uh, uh, Andre Tolliver and uh, Dwayne Eugene. So maybe they can keep on picking up some guys from there. It's a definitely a great school to, uh, to pick up some players, especially from Louisiana. And, and they, they produce a lot of talent. Yeah, it's um, you know, Brett is sort of the exact, you know, and maybe I mean, let me say what I'm trying to say. Brett's definitely um, 
I mean, dude just got it going on right now. Dude just raking in, you know, recruit, seemed like a recruit every day, and there's a ton of momentum right now going into next season. There's just a lot to like right now on the football side of things. Uh, looking into a year next year where, um, I mean, I think the Razorbacks could be in the hunt. I just got the alert that the Chicago Blackhawks won game one of their playoff series against the Predators. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, but uh, back to what we were talking about, just, uh, I mean, you sort of, and I, I like what, the way you explained it. You know, I, I never really considered, uh, you know, you, your, your theory is that people look at the stars too much. People are too worried about, you know, what rivals and everybody else ranks them. But if you look at the other offers and you believe that the other schools know what they're doing, then now you, you're that's probably closer to seeing the type of caliber of player you're getting. So when you see that a kid's got an Alabama offer, if you believe that Nick Saban knows what he's doing 75% of the time and you get that kid, well, that's a lot better. Is that is that right? That's a, you know, that's the way I, I look at it, you know, because, um, you know, they're the ones that they I think they know talent better than a recruiting guy. Right. No, no knock on them. I know that's their job, but they can't go out and see every player. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and if you catch them on a bad night, now you're, you know, so going on along that same uh, frame of mind, um, there's some pretty impressive offers, the guys you got there, um, you know, so. And uh, another thing, um, you know, about Briston, you know, our, our defensive line, we got uh, Austin Caps, who's a four-star defensive lineman who had offers from LSU and other, a lot of big other, other schools. And so the last few years, I mean, we got Yelda Froho, we got Bijan Jackson, we got Ledbetter. I mean, it just seems like there's building depth in that defensive line, just players that had, you know, other big-time offers who have a lot of stars. And then you still got McTelvin Ajim over there in Hope, you know, that's a top 50 player in the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, T.J. Hammond said he's working on him really hard now. And so you, you get him, and, I mean, you're just talking about, you know, it's one of the things you look at. You lose a player in the NFL draft, at least for the junior year, or a red shirt sophomore like a Darius Philon. Uh, just the next guy steps up, you don't miss a beat. Yeah, which is sort of the, you know, the the level that we'd like to see the basketball program at, and maybe we are. We haven't seen yet, but um, you know, obviously guys like uh, Bobby Portis and Michael Qualls are the first two big dominoes to fall. Um, on that, end, you know, I guess B.J. Young and Marshawn Powell are pretty big, you know pretty key cogs in the machine as well but you know that they, they were i'm not sure they were mike's type of players anyway so um but yeah like i mean you're absolutely right like you know if you told me um you know losing you know th- those three names marshall spate darius phylon and um trey flowers i'm like man we might be done but you're gonna have the system back in place you've got some key recruits stepping in i mean it's just a uh, there's a lot to like right now um on the hill as far as football goes and i'm excited for it i'm already i'm already looking forward to it honestly you know they um because uh, there's gonna be a lot to like uh but in the meantime well while, while that's wetting your appetite uh the Razorback baseball team has found the on switch over the past couple weeks they lost their first two sec series to uh lsu and vanderbilt which to their credit two of the better teams in the country not just the conference uh but they've turned it around lately and this week less this latest weekend uh, they actually took two out of three from Kentucky. Uh, they absorbed a pretty bad loss in game two, but won the other two. Um, Colby, how are the how are the Diamond Hogs getting it done right now? Uh, you know their hitting's been really good, and their pitching's kind of coming around, except for that uh, game two against Kentucky. But just one of those games, yeah. Yeah, and, and honestly, um, Teague's been really good on the mound, and he just you know just went in his day uh, on Saturday. But it's just you know. It's, you know, they all Dave Van Horn's teams always come around really late. You know, every year I start questioning, like, well, he's he's not going to make NCAA tournament this year, but every year he's he's made it while he's been here. So, and I don't think this year's going to be any different. And they just kind of seem like on the road. And Andrew Benatendi, good he, lord, he leads. He's a sophomore. And he leads the conference in uh, home runs. You know, he just kind of went. I think he had two the other night in one game. And yeah. And, so, and this is and this is supposed to be the dead ball era of college baseball. Exactly, and you know they changed changed the ball a little bit this year, but it, it wasn't much. And and so it, it's nice, you know, after you know seeing Arkansas play small ball for the last couple of years, you know, have some players that can uh, you know really hit. And this team's really young as well. They've got you know had a really great recruiting class, the number one ranked by I think uh, uh, one of the I can't remember which one it was, which service, but they had the number one class in the country as far as players that actually made it on campus and. 
And so, you, you know, you look at the team coming along this year, you know, no talent they can do next year. And they'll have a big test against A&M that, you know, if Arkansas can get one, um, I don't know about you, but for me, if they get one this weekend on the road at A&M, that's a, that's a win in my book. You never want to get swept. Here's the thing about baseball. You know, baseball, you know that, um, I, I, I mean, you always get a chance the second day, and obviously nobody wants to get swept. But, yeah, if you get one, you could make that up somewhere else if you can, you know, mess around and sweep somebody, a lesser opponent, or even, you know, if you if you get two out of three. But, yeah, the, when you start getting swept, and here's what I like. Here's why I was encouraged, and I think I even said on the show I didn't mind the LSU and Vanderbilt losses considering the level of competition. And also, they were able to salvage a game in each of them. You know, so, like, if you can stay around the 500 mark, um, that's pretty good business. Would you agree? Exactly. And, you know, one of the wins or the win they got against LSU was, um, you know, against LSU's A's. Mm -hmm. So it gives them some confidence if they see them again, SEC tournament. I mean, maybe in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they saw them in Omaha in 2009. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's been known to happen. And then, you know, actually that game was the same night as the um, – as the Wofford NCAA tournament game, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, so like I said, if you can, if you can just, if you know, you always want to win the series. That's always the goal, and probably the sweep. But sometimes, you know, A and M's they're top, they're ranked in the top eight, I think, right? They're the number one team in the country. <laughs> oh, oh, so they're ranked in the top one. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. If you go down there, you, if you can steal a game, and if you're competitive in another one, I think that's pretty good. And Again, if you win that series, because that's really going to be their – that's Arkansas's toughest series left on their schedule too. So even if they do lose two out of three, you still have the opportunity on the back end of the schedule to sort of make some ground up. You know what I mean? Like they're uh, – um, and again, you don't want to be peaking right now anyway. So, it, you know, if they're still – it seems like they figured some stuff out anyway. Um, and again, the, the teams they've been beating haven't been LSU's caliber or, L, or, Van, or caliber of Vanderbilt, but – they're, they've been solid. SEC baseball is no slouch. Yeah, I mean, if you beat anybody in the conference two out of three, I mean, you're, you're doing pretty good. And, uh, you know, I think they got Tennessee maybe after a and I might be wrong on that. But, you know, that'd be one you'd – Arkansas might get a sweep, but, you know, it's, I'd be happy with two out of three. I mean, that's saying baseball, just win the series, just get two out of three each weekend, you know, if you can right. and, be, and you're happy with it. Again, yeah, you never want to get two up, two down. You never want to take a sweep. It's very important, like especially in college baseball, where you know you only have so many opportunities in, in the in the league to sort of make it up. Because again, sweeps are hard to come by, and it's hard to dig out from a sweep. Because obviously, if you go zero three against a team, that's three straight losses. You know, it hits team morale. If you can even salvage one, then you know, change the mindset completely. Um, and again, they've been able to do that so far. They've avoided those killer sweeps that really put them. You know, some weekends you you could lose three whole games on another conference contender if they you know if they're able to look up and sweep somebody. So they uh and again it, it develops a sort of a feeling of confidence. I feel like they've gotten more confidence now that they've a couple of these games have gone their way, a couple of these series. So um, exciting times. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think they're going to make the tournament now, assuming everything keeps you know trending in that direction. And uh, again, once you get in, there's no telling. I mean, some pretty low-ranked Arkansas teams have made runs in the tournament before just by creeping in. I mean, 2009, I think back to uh, 2012 mm-hmm. was, an, was another team that uh, neither one of those teams even hosted a regional. I remember the 09 team actually opened up at Norman, Oklahoma and won three straight and uh, got all the way to Omaha. And 2012 beat Baylor in the um, – was, was it the regional or super regional? I think it was the uh, super regional. Uh yeah uh yeah they won the regional at uh shoot where'd they win the regional at that might have been Oklahoma too, or is it Florida State Florida State was the tw- the oh nine super regional uh and there was also the oh four super regional but that was in Fayetteville well, here let, let me just do a quick Google here um but they uh I know they beat I think Baylor I'm pretty sure was the super uh because we won get. We won game one, um, but then got trounced in game two, and I want to say should have lost game three, but rallied, but kind of circled the wagons a little bit. All right, I'm in 12. Automatic, not automatic, Florida, but then Cookman. 
You like how I'm googling this on the uh, on the air, everybody? <laughs> is, is, is this a, is this is this a good time for you? That's a great time for me. We're gonna get this thing sponsored by Google. How many times have I said Google during this segment? Uh, is that a new sponsor? Yeah. Well, hey, I, I'd love to talk about that with them. Oh, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, it was actually the Houston, Texas regional. Arkansas beat uh, Sam Houston State five to four as a two seed. Won a pitcher's duel against Rice, the top seed, one to nothing, and then beat Sam Houston five to one in the uh, to 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 win the the Houston regional. Went on to play Baylor. Oh, I take that back. Baylor won eight to one in game one. The Razorbacks bounced back and won five to four, and then won one to nothing in game three to go to Omaha, where they beat Kent State. Beat South Carolina two to one. I remember that game because I thought we were going to the title. And then the Gamecocks uh, won two to nothing and three to two before losing the the final to Arizona. Bad times. Why why did we talk? God, why did I bring this up? <laughs> this is depressing. Uh, so yeah, so you know it's again that's Arkansas on the road. Let's look back at '09. '09. I know they opened in um, Norman, Oklahoma, and I th- I want to say they were the three seed. And then they swept. They actually won five straight going into. And I think they won their first. They won their first game in Omaha as well, to make it six straight tournament games, uh, before losing to LSU twice. Um, I remember they. I want to say they beat Oklahoma twice in Norman because that was very. That was exciting to me. Yeah, they beat. Uh, no, they're two seed again. They beat Washington State ten to three. They beat Oklahoma seventeen to six, and then they shut Oklahoma out eleven to zero. Before winning seven two and nine eight in Tallahassee, so, um, so again, don't get hung up on the idea that the Razorbacks need to host to advance because that's not true. The last two College World Series teams have actually advanced through the regional on the road. Uh, again, those those teams are obviously uh, well stacked with talent, uh, but I think this team's pretty good as well. So, um. Anyway, Colts, have we touched all the bases? I think so, and of course we'll have Logan back for next episode. Well, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't. Uh, yeah, Logan couldn't be with us tonight. Logan is a—he's—he's uh, he's a working man. I think he's probably been in bed for at least two hours. Probably three. Uh, probably three, because uh, but uh, he'll be back. We're gonna get his thoughts on Qualls and Portis. We might even have a, a compilation of, you know, top three moments of Michael. Qualls and Bobby Porter or something like that. I don't know. We're getting yeah, uh, touch a little bit on spring football and some news that way, but we'll save it for you for the next episode. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm Chuck. And I'm Kobe. Thanks for listening. Go Hogs. <laughs>